And we're live with Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is the place we come to get our booze on. We talk about booze, the things that go bump in the night. And I get to do it with all my favorite booze. And we have all experienced paranormal experiences. We've all had things that go bump in the night. And we all like to drink. I have with me... I'm Mike Black. I have with me my wife, Alyssa Black. Hello. And my best friend, John. Hello. I, I would say hello in Scott's Gaelic, but I don't know how to say that. So I don't need Because we have Scotch. So right. <laughs> and uh, so tonight, we're going to have this a chilling tale that, was, that has really captivated a lot of people for many decades. Uh, it revolves around arguably one of the most haunted houses in the world. And the horrible deaths of the DeFeo family and the terrifying experiences of the Lutz families um, who moved in after the DeFeo murders. So we're all talking about the Amityville horror or the haunting. The Amityville house. The Amityville house. Yeah. So moving quickly on to our drink of the day. John, what are we drinking today? This is Tom Dew. It is a Speyside single malt scotch whiskey mm. from Scotland. <laughs> what does Speyside mean? I don't even Speyside know. Speyside means there's a river Spey in the Highlands, and Speyside is the region around the river Spey. Okay. <clears throat> Beside the river Spey, and that's why they call it Speyside, Speyside. right? Yep. Is that really true? Yeah, pretty much. To scotch drinkers, oh, wow. does that mean something different than other things? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's Speyside, there's Isla, there's Highland, which can also be Speyside because Speyside is in the Highlands. There's Lowland, there's the islands like Orkney and Shetland north of the mainland Scotland. Mm -hmm. And uh, Isla, of course, is an island in the Inner Hebrides. Which... Okay, so is this, I always hear the term... This is very smoky. This is very peaty, and I'm not scotch. It should not be hard. I've tried it yet, mm -mm. but it does say there's a touch of peat. Oh, okay. Uh, but I would imagine not much. Most space sides are not peated, or if they are, there's just a tiny bit. Right then, well, tell me more. <laughs> it's what? 12 years old. Hmm. It spent 12 years in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> I'm tongue-tied and twisted. Spanish. Oloroso sherry cask. So cask that formerly housed sherry. It is 43% ABV. It's a little bit higher alcohol content. It's 86 proof. And that is a beautiful bottle. It is a beautiful bottle. I don't know if you can tell, but it's... It looks... This part looks like the old Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know, glasses that you would get. Let's pass this around then. John, can you reach yours? Can I reach around? What? <laughs> I did not say reach around. <laughs> so can you reach yours? Not mine. <laughs> smells like sherry casks. Yep. Okay, it really does. You can smell mm -hmm. the smell dried the fruits. It smells yeah. like a, a wine. Month but like sherry. Like yeah. Distillery has been operating for 125 years. Wow. That's like a long time. It looks like it. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's pretty rough looking. Yeah. 
It's in a town called, I think, Nockendoo. Oh, wow. Nockendoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That smells like oh. uh, a sherry bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Slancha. 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 Tastes like a sherry bomb. It's good. It's warm. Warm. I I really think that's that's really interesting because when I first when I first get it, I get one kind of flavor and then a couple seconds later I'm getting something else. Yep. And then another, then I get some more and I'm getting, um, like just itsy bits of caramel, but I get brown sugar. I'm I'm getting brown sugar on that. I'm tasting a lot of those, that, that kind of dried fruit, raisiny kind of, it comes from the sherry casks. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you, you're the, you're the, uh. Scotch drinker, how do you feel about this? I like this one. This is good. It reminds me of uh, of Glen Farkas 12, which is also a sherry aged one. It reminds me of Abalor 12, which is also... It reminds me of everyone that has not spent any time in bourbon barrels. It's all been sherry aged. This, this <clears> doesn't <throat> taste like anything else that we've drank so far. I don't think. Even the McAllen. No, the McAllen totally... had some bourbon time in it. Mm-hmm. I, I like what do you think? the space side flavor. <laughs> Other than it's warming you, what do you think? I'm warm. <laughs> I can tell you what you're supposed to be tasting. Oh, okay. What do, what do they tell me? I'm supposed well, the to nose, mm-hmm. iced cinnamon rolls, fresh sweet oak, and a hint of mint. Iced cinnamon rolls. I don't get any of that. I don't get any of that. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't have a talented nose. Cinnamon rolls are they eating? Even though my nose is is large, I don't get the I don't get the the cinnamon rolls. On the palate, Mm -hmm. mouth coating silkiness. I would agree with that. Okay. I'm down. With banana, malt malt biscuit, and classic sherry oak depth. The sherry oak depth I get. I can taste the malt for sure. The malt for sure. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Bana- I don't get any banana. You get banana? A little bit. Really? Okay. Really small. Or did I influence you to? You could have. <laughs> um, the finish, long and balanced, with ground spice, dried fruit, and soft Scottish tablet. Whatever that is. Oh, what a soft Scottish tablet. With the is. merest wisp of peat smoke, which I do not get at all. I get no peat smoke. I, I didn't get smoky out of that. But I got a little bit of what I thought was peat smoke, but I don't really know that I know what I'm talking about. That's really good, though. Well, one of these days, I'm going to bring you an Isla. Not the, I mean, we have an Isla to try, but it's actually mm-hmm. an unpeated Isla. But I'll bring you a real one like Lafroig or Lagavulin or Ardbeg, and you will find about peat smoke. So a Scottish tablet is compared to fudge. Oh, Oh. A tablet is a medium-hard, sugary confection from Scotland. It's usually made from sugar, condensed milk, and butter, which is boiled to a soft ball stage. 
or and caramel allow- and allowed to crystallize. It is often flavored with vanilla and sometimes has nut pieces in it. Hmm. And it's said on here like Scottish tablet versus fudge. Hmm. So that's that's what that is. It's good. I like it. So I would assume this is expensive. This is about seventy dollars. That is the price point today. <laughs> that okay. Seventy maybe it was a little over. It's right around seventy dollars. Or fifty eight pounds if you're in the UK. I wouldn't I could almost get banana. If you if you blow it out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a. I could get banana. You, you want to taste banana? You get the uh, Jack Daniels single barrel cast strength, the hundred and thirty proof one that I add. And you get bananas from that. It tastes like alcoholic bananas, Foster. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. When they I put don't... it in the black, when they make black bottle, the black black label, you know, yeah, yeah, rock and roll Jack Daniels, they proof it down to eighty proof, and you lose a lot in that. That stuff that I got, remember, it's a fancy mm-hmm, bottle, too. I remember. Uh, very, very banana-forward flavor to it. I feel like we should try this, then. Because I would really... I don't do bananas foster because, like, as a dessert because I don't do warm bananas. I think it's oh, weird. You should try it. Be forewarned. The bottle I had was 131 proof. There's It's barrel proof. I mean, it's straight out of the barrel into the bottle. There's no... Proofing down, but uh, so this would it this will would, light you up. Is this what you're would saying. burn a pretty blue flame, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it tastes good. Okay, John. So your take on this? You you're much more experienced in Scotch than I am. So this is a good one. Good thumbs up. That's good. I give it thumbs up. I like I like cool. sherry bombs, and I like peated. So and I love a peated sherry bomb. Okay, like Lagavulin. This is not that, but it is really good. Alyssa. I don't. I don't mind it. I'm coming into scotch. I'm new. I'm new to scotch. Yeah, me too. Hi, my name's Alyssa. I don't. <laughs> I don't drink a lot of scotch. I'm new to this game. So, however, I, I this is. I almost think that I would rather sit down and drink this than the Macallan Twelve that we had. I agree. This is way better than the Macallan Twelve. I agree. I think, I think this that, is I, better. Macallan has the name, I guess. Because this is knows more that robust. Name. To use a little buzzword, mm. but no, but it really is though. It's got more flavors to it. To it me does. It's more complex on the palate for sure. for sure. One of these days, I will pick up a bottle of when I see it. We don't have it at this liquor store, but there's an Abalor Abunad, which means the one, and it is a cast strength, <clears throat> a sherry to Speyside cast strength. Mm-hmm. Usually runs about 120 proof, and uh, been dying to try that because if you're this good at 86. At a hundred plus proof, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, cool. I like it. I want to try it. <laughs> I do, but that's good. This is about one of these I'm not gonna drink as quickly as I do, but I, tequila. But I'm a tequila person. Yeah, so I, I, I'm getting used to this. Thumbs up for me as well. It's a thumbs up. Okay, sure. you guys ready to get in the story? Let's do mm, it. Let's do it. Okay, so you guys got to play along with me tonight. Because I'm going to set the mood. So I, and I'm springing this on you. I know. I didn't tell you we were going to do this. This is what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. All right. So the date was November 13th, 1974. Was it a Friday? 
God, you can really do that, can't you? We can okay. find out on the internet real quick. Let's let's try again. <laughs> well, you said a thirteenth. I mean, really? Friday thirteenth. I don't know. Just what day of the week was? Uh, November thirteenth, nineteen seventy four. Nineteen seventy four. Oh, what day of the week? What day? What day? What day of the week was November thirteenth? You know, if you'd use Chat GPT, it'd already give you an answer. Oh, it was a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. <sighs> okay, thank God it was a Wednesday and not a Friday. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Let's try this again. <laughs> okay, okay, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Now imagine yourself, the date was November 13th, 1974. The wind was blowing from the west about 12 miles an hour. The temperature was 60 degrees and dropping. So it's a little cool outside and the humidity is 93%. So the air is like really thick, you know. Off in the distance, you can hear this dog barking. Okay. And this dog is just barking incessantly. Okay, it's wanting to be let in. The place was 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, Long Island, New York. The time was 3 a.m. when the first gunshot rang out from a 35 caliber Marlin Lever action rifle. Seven more shots would follow over a period of 15 minutes. Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. shot his mother father, and four siblings while they were asleep in their beds. The victims were Ronald DeFeo Jr., Sr., his wife Louise, their four children, Don, Allison, Mark, and John. The children had all been killed by single shots, while the DeFeo parents had each received two shots. Okay, open your eyes. Okay, thank you. I was really hurting to keep my eyes closed. <laughs> so, they'd all been shot twice, the parents had. The failed parents received two shots. According to the Suffolk County Police, the victims were all found lying face down in bed. All of them, all six of them. DeFeo admitted that he had taken a bath Redressed and discarded crucial evidence like bloodstained clothes and a Marlin rifle and cartridges on his way to work as usual. The murders were not discovered until 6 o'clock that night when Ronald DeFeo Jr. walked into Henry's Bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York and declared, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. Okay, so one odd fact about the murders that stands out among everything else. There were neighbors that were awake at three o'clock in the morning at the time of the shootings, but not one single person heard the gunshots. They all heard the dog. We're talking a deer, basically a deer rifle, a 35 millimeter. 35 caliber. 35 yeah, 35 caliber. I'm like sorry. That, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> 35 caliber rifle, and nobody heard it. So that was the. That was the thing that was really confusing. One, that you could get six people to lay face down and get shot in the back over a period of about 15 minutes. The other thing was nobody heard it. I heard the dog. DeFeo was also known as Butch, the only surviving <coughs> member of the family, and initially claimed that the murders were carried out by a group of unknown assailants. 
however, inconsistencies in his story led him eventually to confessing to the murders, claiming that he had been possessed by evil spirits at the time of the killings. The police quoted him as saying, once it started, I couldn't stop. It went so fast. DeFeo was tried and convicted of six counts of second-degree murder and sentenced to six um, consecutive life sentences. The DeFeo house, where the murders occurred, were put up, was put up for sale in 1975, but remained unsold for over a year due, it, due to its association with the brutal killings. In December 1975, George and Kathy Lutz purchased the home at a reduced price and moved in with three children. And this is where the story really starts. And this is where all the... paranormal the, part of it. The crazy haunting starts. Well, I mean, if you look at what happened to Ronald DeFeo and you go, or Butch DeFeo, and you go with his first story. That he was possessed. He was possessed by a demon who had been taunting him and talking to him. And so, so when the Lutz moved in, they immediately started experiencing paranormal activity from the very first night. Uh, they would get strange odors. Uh, George described it as smelling like a, quote, like a combination of human excrement as if someone hadn't flushed the toilet, rotting food and decaying flesh. Kathy Lutz also mentioned the presence of a sickening sweet smell that made her gag. Uh, the family experienced cold spots throughout the house. They said it, uh, George said it was like walking through a cloud of ice. A tingling sensation as if your blood was turning to slush. Uh, mysterious noises. Uh, they heard a range of unexplained and eerie noises. They mentioned hearing loud and persistent banging sounds and knocking throughout the house. As if someone were... Um, and Kathy said she could hear people whispering in voices that sounded like a foreign language. Uh, George Lutch described hearing footsteps that seemed to come out of nowhere. Uh, levitation, the family claimed to have witnessed objects moving or levitating on their own. George Lutz stated chairs would slide across the floor. Sometimes they turn over or stack themselves in piles. Even large pieces of furniture would move. Physical contact, they all uh, had said that they had been slapped, hit uh, by this invisible entity. Uh, Kathy Lutz mentioned that she had been scratched, had her hair pulled. George said he saw these glowing red eyes outside the window and inside the window. Said it looked like, he described it as like the eyes of a giant pig, red and glowing with an unholy light. Uh, shadow figures. Claimed to have seen shadow figures or silhouettes lurking in the, the different parts of the house. Uh, Kathy Lutz described them as human-shaped shadows like dark figures without any distinct features. She also mentioned seeing figures that appeared twisted and distorted, resembling demons. That's her words. Uh, time distortion. The family described experiencing time lapses and distortions. George Lutz recalled minutes seemed like hours and hours would vanish in an instant. It was as if time had lost all meaning and we were trapped in an, in an, an eternal nightmare. Uh, and animal behavior. The dogs exhibited unusual behavior. George Lutz mentioned that the dog would growl at empty corners, bark at unseen entities, and whimper. Uh, when entering certain rooms, it was clear that something was unsettling him. Uh, religious symbols, the crosses were turned upside down and get knocked off the walls. Uh, rosaries were, were twisted into strange shape. It was a clear sign that an evil force was present in the house, said George. So this family, they're, they're experiencing all this and they, they were only there 28 days. 
you know, and that's all they could stand. Now, George and you and I had talked off camera before this and about, you know, this has been debunked and George said, Hey, it's, you know, I lied about it. Okay. Some things, some things he says he lied about. And that's what I, I started, you know, I started really looking into it after you said that, you know, and I'm thinking, well, let's look at this. And so what George actually said was that he embellished the story to make it more profitable or more. Right. He could, so that he could sell the story. Some things were demonstrably false, like the footprints in the snow, because there was no snow on the ground that day in right. 1974. Um, so, so I'm going with the idea that the place was probably haunted. Maybe not to the extent that, well, obviously not to the extent that he described it. The big thing for me is Butch DeFeo's attorney and Butch DeFeo both tell the same story that they, that Butch DeFeo's attorney, whose name escapes me at the moment, Mm -hmm. uh, had gone to the Lutzes and they all concocted this story over several bottles of wine to make some money. And he come to, to uh, Butch DeFeo in jail and said, hey, you want to make some money? Yeah. So. Let's not say the house isn't haunted because some okay. horrible shit happened in that right. house. So. And that's all. But all of that is post DeFeo murdering his parents and all four of his siblings. And doing it within 15 minutes and getting all of them in the back. And it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. I don't know how the the gunshots weren't heard. That's the one thing I don't understand. Gunshots weren't heard. He got them all to lay down. How do you do that? I mean, you've just shot mommy and daddy. Why am I going to lay down? I'm going to run. I'm going to be screaming and all. Butch's story that he tells is different. But which one? The one that Dawn killed the the, right. the boy and girl while he was off chasing his accomplice down and bringing him back. And that's why he struggled over the gun with Dawn shot her. Right. Which gave everyone time to move the bodies all in the exact same position or do whatever they wanted. But when they but from the physical evidence, the bodies were shot in place. They weren't moved afterwards. I don't know. So if you can't hear the gunshots outside the house, then you can't hear them inside. But I guess I don't know. That that's, See, that's the, the that part, is the most unexplained part of the, the whole sixty four thousand dollar question is why no one heard not not one gunshot but eight gunshots. The police tested it, and you can hear half mile away. You yeah, hear gunshots. That's what I'm saying. You know, so how did no one hear that? Those people that were outside and heard the dog, but they didn't hear the gunshots. I I just think it's strange. And another thing that. Um, that I think is interesting. Do they do a tox report on these people? <coughs> like, did he oh, drug but, them? Well, no, no. There's no drugs found in their system. Uh-uh, they were no, not drugged. No drugs. Now, Butch, different story with his system. <laughs> he had a lot of drugs. No, yeah, I knew about him, but I'm saying that's like how the idea of yeah, them all was, laying yeah, down, no, they you know, if they had been screens, drugged, they then had he could have done been that. Drugged. No drugs. And another thing that um, I think warrants some weight being put on the fact that it was haunted is the fact that uh, the Lutzes called in Ed and Lorraine Warren. And they came. Now, the Warrens, for those who don't know are new to paranormal research and uh, paranormal investigation and stuff like that, the Warrens are like the, the godfather and the godmother of, of paranormal investigation. They, um, 
them and Hans Holter, who also right, investigated Holter. the house as also well. Also Hans Holter. Uh, and Warren said, uh, you know, they created, what, uh, the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952. They had lectured all over the world and uh, claimed to have encountered demonic presences at other sites. If you've seen the Conjuring movies, that's... Exactly. the, the them. I'm going to mispronounce this name. I know I am. It's S-N-E-K-E-D-E-R house. The Seneketer house, which that's haunting in Connecticut, was based on that. Uh, in uh, Based off of, in 1986, Carmen and Al's Nectar rented a house in uh, Southington, Connecticut, and the Warrens investigated that one. The Perron house, uh, which was the one for the Conjuring. Conjuring house, yeah. And it was, uh, <clears throat> that was like horrible place. The Enfield Poltergeist, which I think that in was England. Conjuring 2, wasn't it? That, it was the opening scene in Conjuring 2 where they were in the, where they were in, uh, okay. in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have the Enfield Poltergeist. You have the South End Werewolf. I don't know um, about that one. That was a, so there was a case of demonic possession in Essex, England. A ordinary dude, William, what was his name, Ramsey, claimed to be possessed by a demon that compelled him to take the form of a werewolf. And there, there's lots of stuff out there to read on it, but... I didn't know about that one. Yeah. I knew about the uh, Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, the famous <laughs> case where the you know the Warrens testified in court of this guy who killed someone that he right. was possessed by yes. a demon. Now, I'd forgotten about that one. And then there's Annabelle, the whole Annabelle doll thing, and That's all those the next movies one. as well. Annabelle and the nun. is based on study or research by Ed and Lorraine or investigations by Ed and Lorraine Warren. So these people, you know, they've they've cut their teeth on some some serious investigations, and they had a lot to say about 112 Ocean Avenue. And they're saying that it was built on a site where dark rituals were performed. Um the uh, they said they experienced several several paranormal events, including cold spots and moving objects. Uh, claimed to have communicated with the spirit of a young native girl named Matawan, and so they ended up conducting a blessing of the house, but claimed that the demonic presence was too strong to be fully expelled. Uh, they also brought in a priest to bless the house, who reported um, feeling a sense of evil within the home. The Warrens claimed that Amityville was the most terrifying and disturbing case they had ever investigated. Lorraine was even quoted as saying, this is the closest to hell I ever want to get. So these people who have done all these investigations and, you know, like I say, godfather and godmother of paranormal investigation, they say the place is haunted. And, you know, they're betting their reputation on it. They're, they're experiencing all these things here. And is it because that they were more in tune to that? Or, you know, what do you think? Let me ask you a question. Okay. Has anyone who has lived in this house since the Lutzes had reported any experience no. whatsoever? No one. Was it blessed once they left? Oh, it's been blessed several I mean, times. Hans Holter had been in the house after the new people, <coughs> after the Lutzes bought <coughs> He investigated the I'm house. Sorry. Um his theory was that in a case of a possession, sound does not travel outside the area of the possession. That's his explanation for the gunshots. The gunshots. It's somehow encapsulated. But I think a lot of people 
Uh, George Lutz. Wasn't he into the occult? Well, he said he wasn't on the Merv Griffin show, but but then he, he went, lied. Yeah, and everybody knew he about lied. It. So and so that brings up a good point. As we've talked about the the worms. now, granted, he was there after the actual murders. So I mean. He had a history of dabbling in the occult prior to moving into that house. Right. Yes. So to for them, do because well, here's what I'm getting at. Did he purposely seek this house out? Uh, it was a really sweetheart deal, money wise. Right, but because he also is dabbling, it kind of makes you. His wonder. motorcycle buddies said he had a history of dabbling in the occult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's lots of documentation. On also, how his he was... stepson uh, said that. Yeah. He had yeah, all kinds of books on witchcraft, and there's all there's tons of documentation online about George Lutz dabbling within the occult and dealing, or he was seeking out teachers. He was seeking out teachers that were uh, that could help him learn about the right. occult. My thing is, I love a good deal. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah. I love a good deal. And it was a good deal because it had been on the market for a year and they couldn't sell the thing. But I'm not going to keep the same furniture yeah. that these people were murdered on. There was still blood in the house when they came in. They oh, didn't, yeah. Was, there was did, still blood. Did Luminol exist back then? Because if it did, oh, they could spray it. It would just lit up like, like the <laughs> it like, I'm all about a good deal, but that's a hard pass. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's just that it's like, okay, so they knew it was a good deal. And they went in, they bought it, but there were there were still bullet holes in the house. They kept the furniture that the the beds that some, <coughs> I think the boys were killed in. Yep, they kept they them. Kept the beds the boys were killed so the in. The nightstands in some of the bedrooms they kept. Yeah, it's I'd have burned all that shit. <laughs> what yeah. about the flies? They talked about the flies on the wall. Evidently, that was <clears throat> legit. The priest said that that he experienced that as well. And that was in, was that in the sewing room or one of the bedrooms? Yeah. I don't remember. I thought it was the upstairs one. There's some the, upstairs room. Yeah. The one where the window snowing. came down. Yeah. Because, uh, Stephen? John or Stephen? Well, the, the, one of the Lutz boys. One of the Lutz, but actually I've seen interviews with both Lutz brothers and they both swear, they swear about the window thing and that it took George Lutz and his buddy who was there quite a while to lift that window up <laughs> off of his fingers. So, so that's another thing. It's like, so Lutz said, yeah, they got me, or, you know, the place is haunted. That's why we moved out. But then. He's also behind on the mortgage. <laughs> so, so, but I mean, he said, you know, so he moved out and he, then he changes his story later and says, oh no, I was just, I was just joshing, you know, it really wasn't haunted. So he, He's vacillating back and forth of whether it's haunted or not. So, would there be a reason for him to say, "Okay, I was just kidding; it's not haunted"? Well, he, I never heard him say it was. He said we may have a uh, no. He absolutely embellished, said he embellished to CBS News and added some stuff like, for for the book, like the green ooze and that kind the of. The green stuff. ooze was, was totally. He admitted yeah. that that was all made up, but he said it is mostly true, and the sons. They say it's true. They say it's 100% true. Uh, they seem really scarred to this day. Oh, yeah. What absolutely. went on in that house. But they also hate George Lutz. Like, they're like the one said, I'm 
glad that son of a bitch is dead. <laughs> they so. hate him. They hated their stepdad. But they they seem I know I believe that they believe it. Yeah, I think they do too. Hundred percent. What was that when I watched uh, my Amityville Horror? Yeah, with we the, haven't yeah. seen the. We've only saw, seen the one episode, and there's multiple. Well, no, there's no, a no, there's, there's a documentary one. film, and it's the one brother, oh. the, the younger son. brother, yeah, one the one whose hand lips. actually got caught in the window, and he'll show you. It's one of those little fingers just way off, <laughs> off from that window still. But they had, you know, they conducted because the window of, came and shut down. We haven't talked about that. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't mention that. I did not. But anybody that's seen the movie has seen that scene. It's horrible. Yeah, I assume it's <laughs> also in the Ryan Reynolds version. The newer it is. Version as well. Where they, yeah, he I sticks his so. hand on the window and the window shuts on it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it takes two men to pry the window up off of his hands. Okay. okay. Anyway, they wrote their book and they made lots and lots of money. I think Anse, Jay Anson in 1977 wrote the book and about the events of what happened to the Lutz. And then it was uh, James Brolin and Margot Kidder made them was were in the movie playing George and Thanos' Jack father. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it grossed eighty six million, uh, become a cultural phenomenon. And so, spawned several sequels and spinoffs and adaptations. And then it was remade in '05 with Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George playing George and Kathy Lutz. And DeFeo later, and this is Butch DeFeo later, scoffed at the claims of supernatural activity in the house, saying, there was no demon. You know who the demon is? I am the demon. Yeah. He said it was just cold-blooded, drug-induced murder to kill an abusive father. Or him and Dawn and two of his friends were getting high in the basement and decided to do away with their dad. Yeah. So, here's my thing. And everybody else. That was Dawn. He says that was his sister. But this story, though, him saying it was his sister, that story has changed so many times. And now he's dead. Now he's dead. Yeah. We don't know. So I don't know. Um, I can't really rely on what Butch says because it, he's it not changed a reliable so many times. witness. He's not a reliable witness. He's a murderer and a heroin addict. Yeah. Right. Butch said it was haunted. He said he was possessed by a demon. First. Initially, yes. But he left no one alive to, to corroborate that story. No. Okay, Butch said he was possessed at first. You, no one heard the gunshots. There was no drugs involved with the family that was shot. And they were all face down. Parents got double tapped and the kids got one each. All of them. Mm-hmm. Over a course of 15 minutes, nobody hears a gunshot. No suppressor was used. That rifle did not have a threaded barrel. There was no... Nope. Nope. So, how did that happen? Did a force hold them down? Okay. So, George said it was haunted. Kathy Lutz said it was haunted. The priest that came in to bless the house, uh, bless the house said he felt an evil presence there. <clears throat> and then we go into everybody that's investigated it since then. There would have been forensic evidence of them being held down on the bodies. you know. And there was not. And- there wasn't. So, unless it was a rule that everybody in the house slept on their face. you know. Which- <laughs> I mean, I sleep on my face. If you came and shot me in my sleep, that's how I'd be found. Is on yeah, my but, face, I but- mean, 
everybody in the whole family? I mean, if I wasn't, everyone else would be awake from the snoring. Okay, but the people that <laughs> said it's haunted, we can go down the list. We got Ed and Lorraine Warren, number one, Hans Holzer, Laura Didio. Didio? Is that, Dido? That's the the woman from the, 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 Miami, re- yeah, the reporter. The reporter that gathered everybody for the, I guess it was the initial investigation. She's the one where, also the reporter, though, from the local uh, news, I don't remember it was ABC or NBC or whatever, but that guy, they re-interviewed him for that documentary, and he said, mm-hmm. and in his, he said that the most, hor- he said way more horrifying things happened to him during the two hours watching the movie in yeah. a crowded New York City theater <laughs> than happened in the six hours that he was in that house. Right. Okay. But these are the people that have said it's haunted. But that was after the Letzes had moved out. That was the new owners at the time. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, Laura Didio. John Zathis. Ryan Buell. Nick Groff. Angel Singh, Zach Bagans. <laughs> wait, wait, but they've never been in there. Uh, when yeah. have they been in there? Because no owners of that house since that's been a thing have ever allowed anyone in that house to investigate since the 80s. No one's been in there. Grant Wilson, Jason Hawes, Steve Gonzalez, Dave Tango, and Chip Coffee. These are the ones that have investigated. Ghost Adventures and yeah. Ghost Hunters have both been in that house. That's what it said. Huh. So, but anyway... These are all the people say, yeah, this is haunted. And Ed and Lorraine, and in and of it, of them, just them, if they said it's haunted, I'm going, it's probably, it was probably haunted. Does that mean it's haunted today? No, I don't think so. I was like, if Jason Hawes and Steve Gonzalez and Dave Tango say it's haunted. You're, you're down. It's haunted. Then, then I will give it some credit <laughs> there. Just because Zach and Nick and Aaron say it's haunted doesn't mean that it's necessarily haunted. No offense, Zach. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, don't get us canceled. <laughs> um, so anyway, the debate goes on. Nobody really knows. Everybody has their assumptions and, and what they think about, you know, whether it was haunted or whether it was not. I think that the the fact that Ed and Lorraine said it was haunted gives a lot of credence to it. Um, <clears throat> and I think that uh, the fact that just from a forensic standpoint, no drugs, no rifle sound, and what they a half mile away they said they heard it long way away, yeah, it's not a quiet rifle, you no, know. so that's like yeah that that makes me think maybe it was, you know, but still, like I say, the debate goes on, and even if it was, it doesn't mean it is today because they've been there for. I think it probably left with George. Do you think? If if it was at because all, because he was messing with. I think it had more, way more to do with George than it did with Butch DeFeo or anything. Oh, I think there was something that was messing with Butch DeFeo, whether but, it was drugs or. Well, yeah, heroin was messing with Butch DeFeo, but uh, George Lutz clearly lied i've seen multiple interviews where they ask him have you had any experience with the occult prior to the oh, movie no. and he's like oh no no and then uh, then other people and everybody else him for years him is like you know, yes, he's he lying through his teeth yeah uh the weird collection of occult books and things that he had in there the, i'm not saying there's anything wrong with transcendental meditation but you can start opening yourself up to things mm-hmm. especially if you don't know what you're doing 
And then nothing after they leave. That's what's, that's what George. I don't understand. Because you don't have anybody to attest for, what is it, the year that went by from the murders to the actual purchase of the home mm-hmm. by them? Because nobody lived there. Like right. nobody, there, but and all that crap is still in there. And then, and then you have that other idea, too, is after everybody else moved there, did everybody move the crap out? Because how many times have you watched these things where certain items are? Everything would have been gone if I'd bought that house. I had a... Right. Unless I was going to turn it into a haunted bed and breakfast attraction, <laughs> then I would leave right. everything in there. But so, like, my question then is everybody else that moved in, did they completely clear everything out of the house? Because who's to say that some of that stuff, those entities weren't attached to the items in there? It very well could have been. Because that's never really been talked about. But how many times are you talking, well, you know, that could be the beds or it could be. Well, like you know the Annabelle I mean? dolls, you know. The, yeah, the dolls. Mm-hmm. So it's. so. I would like to know the people that moved in afterwards when there's been no report that there's ever been any issues. Is there anything left in there? I mean, I would I be scraping it. it down past oh, the I, wallpaper. They, that creepy wallpaper that was in there, that'd be all gone. Yeah, they remodeled and even changed the windows. That wallpaper that looked like the carpet in The Shining. Yes, yeah. yeah no, that's well, you a know, they changed hard the pass. windows on the outside. Yeah, so it, it doesn't even, have it doesn't that, look the same that, eye, that evil eye look anymore. Mm-hmm. They're square windows now. Like you wouldn't, and they changed the address as well. I remember they changed the address because they so. people got driving by it, didn't they? Yeah. Well, Trying you, to yeah, find can it. Can you imagine living at 112 Ocean Avenue? No, but I can oh imagine God. turning it into a haunted attraction and charging oh, yeah. people lots of money to spend the night there. <laughs> well, especially because you had the original <laughs> items in there. And a million dollar mortgage to pay for, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's I not mean, cheap there for sure. But I ain't trying to live there. No. I don't care. I don't care if that crap's not in there and the, all the wallpaper's out. I'm not living there. I think, I think if you got it, if you're talking about attachments to body parts, you know, if you gutted, took only the walls with the bullet holes, because by the time those bullets hit the walls, they pass through bodies and they've taken tissue. A lot of and tissue stuff. with them. Uh, there's splatter on that furniture. And on the walls and in the wallpaper. Yep. Gut it. Clean everything top to bottom. Test everything with luminol after you've gutted <laughs> it and bleached everything. It might be okay. Yeah, that's true. Saged and- it. It's been saged so many times that hopefully you've lived in a haunted house. Yeah. I've lived in a haunted house and uh, two actually. So, and not to the extent. No, nothing like this ever I happened. Mean, in haunting house versus possessed Can possession. You? Demonic oh, stuff go. to me oh, is very you. different. Yeah, Cause you have delicious. some friendly ghosts that want to knock, knock Casper? on the, I'll and, take another one of those. And do a little tap, tap dancing on the attic. In the attic is one thing, but some of the crap that they were talking me, about is a whole tell you, another ball game. Honestly, the first haunted house that I ever lived in, I was just a kid. And that tap dancing in the attic, that was probably the second most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me in my life. That's squirrels, man. That was no squirrel. That was... <laughs> Well, and I'm not trying to no, I, discount. I'm just saying that some of terrifying. this stuff is very much to me. If whatever they reported is true, that's that is demons. That's not just that's like demonic possession type stuff. That's not just demonic your, infestation. Technically, is what that would be. Okay, correct. I guess. You, I mean, that's according to Zach. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're gonna take his word for it. Not just a well, haunting. No, evil. And- is my I, I'm getting at evil versus so and I've been in a house where you know things move things fly 
Um, a whole wall is covered in insects. Yes. Yeah, but it wasn't that. haunted, bro. It was, <laughs> oh, this place seen was, that. I've yeah, seen that before, but it had to do that with That was the place that the bed rails flew across the room at me, Mm-mm. which was really trying to do me some damage. But it, the whole wall was just covered in... But it wasn't flies. It was wasps. But... Ew. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it was weird. Nope. <laughs> but... Uh, Get your EpiPen. No, I'm... And I can't imagine for love nor money going... And purchasing a house that I absolutely knew was haunted, like that to that extent. You know, Zach bought the demon house in Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's Zach. <laughs> you know, super investigator. Not he ain't me. living in it though. But that's the thing; he's not yeah, living right. in it. No, he demolished mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, I could see you buying one, and like I said, turning it into you know, oh, you really want to go come spend the night? One hundred and fifty dollars a night. Yeah. <laughs> That's cheap. Well, I don't know what the going rate is. In, you could stockyards in, this and twelve hundred dollars a night. Probably a lot more than that in Long Island, Long Island, New York, <laughs> New York, New York. Um, so, do you think they're full of crap? I think that final judgment. Final judgment. I think that Ronald DeFeo was either possessed or influenced to the point that he did what he did. Do you think that his drug influence or you no, just mean I'm, influence? I'm talking, I think there was demonic. I really do for DeFeo. Well, where do you think it comes from? Do you think that it was that I have no it idea. It was his chaotic lifestyle and uh, his abusive father and the probably chaotic situation in the home that drew in a negative entity because I, I believe that can or happen. Or does did the chicken come before the egg? I don't know. A lot there of the claims demonic... about the property have been debunked by right. the But what I'm saying society. is, was there a demonic presence there attached to one of them initially, and then that caused the chaos, rather than the chaos drawing in the demonic activity? So you think... He... I think either way, it could have So happened. you don't think he was just high and shot no. his family? No, no, because... Even being high, how's he going to kill all six of them? How's he well, going to kill all six? He of them? says there were two of them, but it was him. Him, and Don. That's one no, story. Well, no, him. Another guy who had brought a thirty-eight revolver, which was later found in the sound off in the water. Off the, years later, they did find a thirty-eight revolver up to there okay. uh, because the they they pulled a thirty-eight caliber bullet out of the mother. I didn't hear about 38. I heard 35. That's the only thing I... 35 and a 38. Ah. So he did have an accomplice. But then he says, Dawn killed the other two while he was chasing down the other accomplice who panicked and ran. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. He sees that Dawn has killed the siblings. And he he's is, mad because... He's angry because that was not part of the plan. He didn't want to hurt the children. And uh, then Dawn points the gun at him. He grabs it. They, they struggle. He gets away. He throws her on the bed, shoots her in the back, and kills her. Now, I truly, I think that DeFeo was possessed or something. I think there was something going on with that. And what do you I, say? I think and I don't know. He could have picked that up somewhere else too. I mean, he was into this crazy druggy lifestyle. There's all kind of things that go along uh, with that. There's so. no telling. What else he was into, just like George Lutz. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
So it's, a, it's late sixties, so, early seventies. You know, people were into exploring new age, Church and how of Satan, about, and all this stuff. That, so, as far as physical evidence, how about the picture that was captured the night that they stayed? The 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 the, the Warrens picture that they claim is John DeFeo. No, uh, John DeFeo, the son. The infrared yes. picture. Yeah, that showed up. Had never the, been seen until they were on the Merv Griffin show promoting the upcoming film. Top of the stairwell, and the poking his head out of the door and looking. I don't know. It looks way too good to be real. It does look real, especially with 1970s technology. Yeah, just saying. I don't know. I don't, and that's just it. We don't know. It Obviously, does look like John DeFeo. I'll give you that. It does, doesn't it? So. You know, but think about, you know, the probably the best as far as uh, historically when we look back over photos that have been taken where you can go, okay, that's a ghost, that's not a ghost, that's a spirit, that's not a spirit or whatever. The gray lady coming down the stairwell and they've never been able to debunk it. I've seen ghosts. You've seen ghosts. Uh-huh. So that just likes an IR picture of a kid poking his head around the corner. And it could have been, but we don't know. I mean, you know, so, but I think it's a little convenient that they first premiered the photograph <laughs> yeah. as they're promoting the film. I think that, I think the place is haunted. I think it has, I think it was haunted before the, I think it was haunted before the Lutz has moved in. I think that, um, that DeFeo was oppressed, if not possessed. I think that the Lutzes were haunted while they were there by whatever was in the house. And then I don't know if since then it's been blessed and, and whatever has been exercised or whatever, but I do believe that there was something going on because even George Lutz said, yeah, he said we embellished a bunch of stuff, but I think that it was haunted. What do you think? I don't know. I'm undecided. I really think he was a Looney Tune, and I really think that he Which one? Lutz? DeFeo. Oh yeah. When he came and murdered his family, but that was intentional. Obviously, I really feel like it was intentional that they came in there with that plan. Maybe not to kill them all, but at least kill the dad. Oh, I'm sure he wanted to kill his dad. I mean, I know that they. You know, it was. I mean, but I don't think any of us will ever really know what happened and how, and how nobody ever heard anything, how all of them were face down. And we, I was thinking what would be really neat. I mean, I wouldn't want this to happen again, but if this had happened in what we have now. With the technology we have now. Technology, if we could have redone and gone through all of this again and had, you know, been able to piece together like we can with all of our. I mean, you could have probably backed up uh butch's story by checking for any scratches or anything on him or on don's body that would have the other's indicated, dna inside of it indicating a struggle a struggle yeah right dna didn't exist back then well it I, did it's always existed yeah but the ability to they test for it, to test for it to <laughs> right. didn't exist. well and there was talk that there was two of the children that they think were awake that there was that there was evidence that they believe that they could have been awake. I don't they, know how they figured that, that out. That Dawn was awake and her mother was awake. Is that what it was? That was the two that were they think could, quite possibly could have been awake when they were shot. Uh, so 
Butch says, and granted, not reliable, but the, his story is that he shot his father. Not Don. It was Louise and her daughter, Allison. The first oh, one okay. didn't do it, and his father charged him. He shot him again. Then he turned, shot his mother once. His accomplice with the thirty-eight went and shot his mother again. Then the third, the other accomplice ran away. The two men, Butch and Billy Joe, whatever the hell his name is, they go chase after him. When they get back, they find that Dawn has killed the two younger siblings, and then that's when the struggle over the gun You can't have witnesses. Hmm? can't have witnesses. Well, there are two witnesses, except one of them is now dead, and the other one was in witness protection over an unrelated matter. Yeah. Had gone into WITSEC. But there were three siblings, because there was a total of six dead. There's four. So three younger, and then Don, and then the parents. Yeah. So Don killed all three. Butch killed the mom and dad. Yep. He claims Don killed the other ones, and then the he other killed three, her. And then he killed her. That doesn't even bring into the whole DeFeo family mafia, mafia ties. Connection. Mafia yeah. Connection. yeah, because he was trying to say that they were part of the Gambino. Was it? No. Uh, uh, his so. I believe it's his that. uncle. Well, they were mobbed up. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I believe his uh, his father's up. brother was made member of uh, the Genovese family. And mm-hmm. then also Butch's girlfriend, maybe also wife's father, was a capo in the Colombo family. So. Yeah, they were. They were definitely mobbed. Oh up, yeah, but. and that that Buick dealership was mobbed up as hell. Mm-hmm. So do you think he wanted their money? Is that what the thing was? No, because they gave him money. Is that what it was? He claims that the that the mobbed up uncle and stuff came to him and said, "This is embarrassing for everyone. You're the junkie, and so you're taking the fall for all of this." Oh. See, like I said, I wish it had happened and now like, where we had all yeah. of this stuff or that we could go back in time and like figure out what happened just because we have so many, you know, you watch all these crime shows, all these different things that we have. And George Lutz was emceed up. Uh, yeah. Mm, well, but he was, remember, there was some I, club was, there. there. I don't know what club it was. I don't think it was like, uh, like, a, 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 like yeah, a big five club. No, I don't think it was like that at all. Um. But I don't. So I don't know. It, to, to go back, I, I think that there's obviously some sort of haunting in possession. I don't think that they made it all up. I mean, I and, and the sons either. have said it. Like they really, truly believe it, and they feel it, and yeah. they are emotional about it. What do you think, it. John? I believe that the two sons believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe um, it was. I believe it was probably haunted. There's something in their eyes mm-hmm. that there is scarred. Yeah. From, from there, there are emotional scars from that experience that still exist in those 50 something year old men to this day. Mm-hmm. Something scared them. Now I enough interviews with George and Kathy that they are so deceptive. They appear deceptive. that I just, I, I don't trust the word they say, yeah. but I do believe that the two sons believe what they believe with all right. their heart. Yeah. Agreed. And it messed them up. It sure did. Well, this scotch did not mess me up. Tell me about it again. What do we drink? It's Tom Dew 12. Is it Tom Dew? Tom Dew? Tom Dew. I'm going to go Tom Dew, although you can say Tam Dew. Okay. Or Tam Don't. <laughs> it's up to you. Tom Dew. 12-year-old uh, Speyside single malt 
scotch whiskey. And it is really, really good. It is delicious. It is delicious. So where do we want everybody to go see us? What are all the places? YouTube, 3bparanormal-spirits.com. There you go. I mean, there's no .com on YouTube, but you know no. what I'm saying. Yeah. 3B Paranormal Dash, or is it Paranormal Dash Spirits? I don't think it is. It is a dash still. It's 3B, like the number three. It's 3 Bravo, Paranormal Dash Spirits. Okay. On the the tubes. Okay. Uh, Website? It is not a dash. There's not a dash. There's not a dash. It's 3B Paranormal Spirits. Do we know what our own YouTube channel is? (laughs) 3B Paranormal Spirits. You start typing uh, 3B space paranormal. It's going to come up. (laughs) Okay, what's our website? Paranormal-spirits.com. W-W-W. Of course. Dot. We do have booze with benefits. Actually, it's a secured site. so It's, it's HTTPS yeah, colon backslash Lord. backslash www.paranormal-spirits.com. We also have HTML. Facebook. We have Facebook, and that's Booze with Benefits. Booze with Benefits. Is our Facebook group. group. You can go to Instagram. And the Instagram, I'm having troubles getting the name changed over to a paranormal thing. So it's... Right now, it's MW Black 1966, so I'm working on it. Uh, but the cool thing is you can see some of his older posts with wristwatches oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, and motorcycles. Motorcycles. And all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> uh, TikTok, we have paranormal underscore D-A-S-H dash underscore spirits. So paranormal spelled out dash spirits on TikTok. And on Twitter, same thing. It's the MW Black 1966. And our podcast, you can hop on to the, the uh, feeds.captivate.fm slash paranormal-spirits. Or but you're going to need an RSS app. Yeah, but you can go to Amazon Music or Spotify. Audible. Spotify. Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, any... Pretty much any Google podcast for crying out loud. Any place that you can get a podcast, you can listen to this. So tell your friends and they can listen to it uh, on their favorite apps. Also at paranormal-spirits.com, we have our swag available. Oh, yeah, we oh. have swag. We have a store now. We have caps and coffee mugs. T-shirts. And t-shirts and racerback tees. and. I told you that... Uh... Marvel. My daughter ordered I said a thank you to her. Yeah, I did. I, I hit her up on Facebook and told her thank you. She didn't even order the one that has my name on it. She went and ordered the other one that says, oh, she gets a sage. What? She what didn't order her? the John said the P word. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I like this one better. Like, okay, oh, well. whatever. <laughs> kids will be kids. All right. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Check us out in all the places. Y'all have a good night. Bye-bye.